Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. Today, we're talking about creating future leaders at Catholic Education Arizona, and we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Immaculate Conception, the impact of Catholic education, and the importance of investing in Catholic education. My guests today are Tony Hernandez, principal, and Jeff Leonard, board member and community member at Immaculate Conception. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. So Catholic Education is a school tuition organization that turns tax credit contributions from both individuals and corporations into scholarships for students. Here at CEA, we create future leaders with people like you. So thank you for joining us. I'm Nancy Padberg, President and CEO of Catholic Education Arizona. Thanks for listening today. And we have an exciting show and I'm really love my two guests today. We've had some incredible experiences together and great connections. Mr. Jeff Leonard, tell us about yourself. I've been on the school board for, seems like forever, since about 2010. Uh, been involved with a church in the Verde Valley, Immaculate Conception, since about 2005. I was a member of the Knights of Columbus there. My wife was a president of the Parish Council for a while. And it kind of give a real quick hit on the church. The church over there got started in 1887 in Jerome, gradually moved down into the valley, got some property from the diocese to build uh, enough for a campus for a church and a school and a few other things. And and I was kind of, I was just involved with it primarily because uh, what happened was, as far as the school's concerned, my late wife was a very good friend of uh, Marilee Pachinka, who was an administrator at the school when it was just started off honest on a ranch, if you will, in a farmhouse uh-huh. with maybe about, I don't know, 10 kids and a very small class. And it's grown to the point now where it's on the, on the church campus. Uh, we've got preschool, K through eight, and over 200 kids. And I've kind of been involved with it uh, during, uh, during that growth. And primarily, I, I got involved with CEA back around in, in 2010 and 11 and have been involved with it all the way up to where we are currently and realize how important it is and, and what's changing and uh, what's driving us to become more involved with the uh, corporate side. We were uh, primarily involved with the uh, individual tax credit side. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, there's a lot of things in the school that I've been involved with, but well, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride and the school is doing great. The kids are great. Uh, a lot of good things happening. So Jeff, I would be remiss in saying that you and your wife are incredible ambassadors for CEA. So thank you. We are so grateful for you and your time and your knowledge. And it's making such a big impact. So thank you for that. It was just great meeting both of you um, recently on our trip there. So Tony, I want to learn more about you and I know our listeners do too. So Tony Hernandez, principal of Immaculate Conception. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I have an interesting background with the parish and the school. Um, I originally born in San Luis, Mexico, in Sonora, and uh, came to the States particularly for education. My parents were well off in Mexico. They had good businesses, but they wanted education for the children. It just wasn't as readily available where we were at. When we came into the States, I lived in Yuma for a while. 
I went through the public system in, in Yuma, Arizona, ended up at NAU here in Flagstaff, went back to Yuma. After a couple of years of the heat, I decided I needed a little bit cooler weather, I ended up here in the Verde Valley as a math teacher for a local boarding school. And in 2008, I got involved with the parish as a parishioner. I moved out here around that time. And I met with Father David several times, just had some questions that I was, hadn't received my sacraments yet. So at the age of 28, I, I got my confirmation. I went through all my sacraments with, with Father David through, through the parish. Uh, and then I started getting involved. Five years later, I became a teacher here. And I've been a teacher here since 2013. I've been involved with the parish since 2008. And I was the youth minister for a while. Uh, and then, you know, two years ago, we had a change in administration and I got the call from, from a lot of the, of the people here that really wanted uh, me to step into that role. You, here we are. It's been a phenomenal journey, both as a parishioner to see the parish grow as it has, and also as a teacher to see the school grow as it has. So I'm just excited for what's, what's yet to come. I'm so glad you said yes. Uh, yeah. So our conversation will will turn toward some shared philosophies we have. And so I'm really excited that you're in that role and um, what a difference that you're making for everybody. Jeff, I'm gonna start with you with the first question. Uh, you've been a part of the Immaculate Conception community for a while. Please tell us about the history of the parish and school and your your personal connection to it. You know, I, I, I really, I, I moved into the Verde Valley in 2005. They had just, gotten some land and put up a modular church, if you will, and got, got approval in, uh, I think they broke ground in 2008 for the new church. And, and I don't know if anybody's ever been up there. It's absolutely beautiful, beautiful church. It's uh, uh, just unbelievably beautiful. What happened was, is that the school was running out of room over in this farmhouse. It was originally St. Joseph's Catholic School, and they had actually gotten up to eighth grade in a short period of time, what happened was is that we got a very nice donation that kind of kicked things off, and we started building the school over on the on the church property. And once and once we opened it up, we changed the name to reflect uh, where we were where we were living uh, on uh, where the school was living, if you will, on the property to Immaculate Conception. The thing that's been really interesting is that I'm still on the school board and trying to keep the dollars coming in that are required to help people get their kids through school with that with the scholarship program. And it's people like you to help us drive and the change needed and the message, because I think a lot of people know about individual tax contributions, but we're trying to amplify the corporate tax contributions too, because that is such a win-win for a company and for the students and the schools. So thank you for that, Jeff. I really appreciate it. So Tony, I have a question for you. You just finished your second full year as principal, but you were a teacher before that. How did you come to lead Immaculate Conception Catholic School? And what makes this a special place for families and students? What makes it unique? You know that uh, when I first came to, at that time, St. Joseph's as a teacher, um, I came as a parent, quite frankly. I was a parent looking for a spot for my daughter to attend preschool. And in the process, they found out I was a teacher and offered me a position that went to prayer uh, and it just felt right. Through that process, I just fell in love with the fact that I was in a place where not only would I be 
encouraged to grow in my faith. Uh, I was expected to grow in my faith. And through it all, uh, I, I started just prepping to lead. Uh, and when the time served right, um, my coworkers kind of felt, you know, as soon as they heard there's going to be a change in leadership, I want to say seven out of the eight that were here came up to me and said, it's got to be you. All right. I, I, I waited to apply. I waited to apply. And then I got a call from Father David and said, why haven't you applied? So I, I, I stepped in, um, you know, let God do do the work. and. Uh, uh, he's he's definitely blessed me with with this opportunity to lead just a phenomenal place. What makes it so unique? It's got to be the culture. It, it's you know people expect from each other not only to be kind but but to grow. Uh, you know when we say things as we need to do better, we're not discouraged. We're not saying that what we're doing is not good. We're saying we you know kids deserve it. Kids, our families deserve our best every day. We deserve our best every day. You know, it's a culture that that truly it we are mindful of the fact that what sets us apart is that we get to put children before the throne of God every day. Every moment is an opportunity to grow in our faith. Every moment is an opportunity to help students go to the next phase academically, spiritually, emotionally, and we try to just foster the whole child, the whole family, ministering to families, ministering to each other, praying with each other, praying for each other. It's just a culture that truly shares Christ's love on a daily basis, minute to minute, day by day, school hours, out of school. It's just that beautiful. I know you're passionate about this. And you and I had a few minutes to talk about how you build a healthy culture. And Um, One of the things that we talked about, it's built on that trust and respect and value for one another and continuous communication, but leadership starts at the top. And so it really is up to you to drive that every day with the values, the philosophies that you shared. I think also we shared somebody in common that we both like to listen to. I think John Maxwell. Right. Again, he just is a daily reminder of, like you mentioned, it's the law of the lid, right? You're, you're there and you you drive that. You either press it down or you raise it up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's constantly growing. I'm constantly sharing with my teachers, with my students, everything that I'm doing. Like I, I always rave about, oh, yeah, I'm reading this book and it's so phenomenal. And then teachers start asking. I always stop in the hallways or when I see them. So how, you know, what are you growing in your faith? Tell me a little bit about how you're growing in your faith. Really what I'm fishing is for, ask me what I'm growing in my faith. I can't wait to tell you. Uh, And because of that, they expect me to ask. They're prepared to answer. It's so beautiful when at first they were like, you know, what's this question? I don't know what to say. And now after being here for two years, they're so ready to answer. It's so cool to watch. Wonderful. I know when I was there, I could just feel the energy and the excitement, not only from the children, but your colleagues and staff. And what that tells me is that they feel cared about. And isn't that why in a leadership roles, that's really what it's about. The people know that they're respected and valued and cared about. So thank you for that. I really get excited talking about healthy culture. Catholic Education Arizona was just recently ranked the number 22 best places to work and um, by the Phoenix Business Journal. And that's because we share that similar philosophy. I wanted to add something to what Tony said. I mean, 
the faith, we've grown the faith tremendously there, but there's some other things too. The kids have been involved socially, volunteering, sponsoring kids in either Africa or South or South America, bringing the veterans in for a, a celebration of Veterans Day. Uh, it's an annual event where the, the, they come into the the parish uh, hall and the kids put on a thank you for them with food and and little tiny things like that. This is it's uh, really impressive and we're building good Catholics, but we're also building people that are that have the ability to become really good citizens to support this country. That is fantastic. You know, we talk about the high school graduation rates being 99.4% and then matriculating on 97% go on to higher ed or military. But throughout, from kindergarten to graduation, thousands of hours of community service is done. And we're teaching children to think beyond themselves, to think of others. One of the stories I like to share in growing up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I used to, our LaSalle High School, our Catholic school, we would go out and rake leaves or shovel snow or clean windows for the seniors in our town. And it was so gratifying. And it's really a gift that we give our students for a lifetime because it's that feeling they get, and they might not experience that otherwise. So we know Catholic education is an investment and it's a sacrifice for families. Families also have a lot of educational choices in Arizona. Why is this investment worth it in general and specifically at Immaculate Conception Catholic School? You know, that, like you mentioned, I, I often find myself talking not only to the families as they come in uh, i share with them about you know the third plenary council in 1884 how the catholic school system in the united states was founded in baltimore and you know these bishops got together and they talked about you know what there's no one to form our students so we have that obligation to create such system and and what does that formation really mean so as i talk to families is i share with them about not only what we're trying to do uh, in our school, but what we are doing. It's almost as if, you know, when I always add, I share with them, you know, you, you have the obligation to seek what it is that you want in your children. And if you know, okay, I want my student to be presented with moral decisions and you know, being taught how to make decisions right from wrong, social emotional components that teach them strong academics, leadership opportunities, um, we share with them, if, if these are the things that you're looking for, then this is why Immaculate Conception best serves your needs. And I share with them the plethora of opportunities that we have here, but also the reason why we need to support such a system. They often come to me a lot of times in conversation out in the, because uh, I'm always wearing my shirt, complaining about what they're seeing in certain schools. I say, well, this is why your opportunity, what are you doing about it? One of my favorite phrases, and I think I learned it from John Maxwell was, are you ready to do something about that? Or are you just having a bad day? Because mm -hmm. most people will complain their lights off. But That's right. You know what I mean? But are yeah. you really ready to do something about it? Here's how you can invest. Here's how you can support our school. Here's how you can come and see what our children are doing. And so that you can visualize why we want to protect you know this opportunity help our students be those leaders that we want to see in our community i had a, a graduation that i went to about two weeks ago and they had, they had some awards and out about the 28 that were awarded 
16 of those were ICCS alumni. So, and, and that's why we protect that. That's why we invest in that because we're creating leaders that are really stepping into the community and, you know, say, no, that's not right. Or, you know what, let me be, let me do something about it. Let's not just talk about it. Uh, we definitely are creating people who are doers, not just, you know, do the, be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. And we emphasize that all the time. Excellent. It, it really is investing for them for a lifetime. Right. And then I like the word you said, opportunity, because it is an opportunity. Whenever you can learn and grow, I just, I just feel like you have that happening there, Immaculate Conception every day. It is something that's really special there. Okay, I have another question. When families tell you they want to attend Immaculate Conception, but they can't afford it, how do you handle that statement? I love to tell my story of when I came to Immaculate Conception. I always say, you know, I felt the same way when I first wanted my daughter to attend. And I tell them how I came and inquired, just wanted to get some information. And then, you know, the first thing they told me was, oh, we have opportunities. And they said, you know, we're so blessed in the state of Arizona to have, you know, scholarship opportunities, tax credit opportunities. So they shared that with me. Uh, and then, you know, they shared me about what the school's mission was. But I specifically tell them about the reason why I fell in love with this place as a teacher was because in my first meeting ever, the conversation was not just simply about growing the school in numbers, but it was how are we going to help the families cover tuition? 90% of our meeting was aiming at to, how we want to provide as much education and opportunities to as many families as we can here in the Verde Valley, and we need to help them cover the cost. And I fell in love with that mission. And even nowadays, that mission's alive. We want to provide Catholic education to anyone out there who is looking for uh, just a stronger academic, stronger spiritual journey, the social emotional component, the worldwide view of what does it mean to go forth and make disciples of all nations? And the question is, we're blessed in the state of Arizona. So you think you can't pay, how do you know? Let's, let's sit down, let's talk about it. Let me see what I can provide. Let's see what opportunities we can, because we're so blessed with that. You know, CEA being a number one uh, source for scholarships for our families. It's just an opportunity that they need to sit down and just really make themselves aware. As I was alluding to before, those are individuals know about contributing, but the best hidden secret in Arizona is that corporate tax credit. And as you know, we've come out and, and we've had a breakfast and we'll be, we'll be coming up again because these families get to benefit that. And that changes lives. It creates future leaders. It changes communities. And you know what? I don't think it's such a stretch to say that we get to change the world. I agree. No, and, and we do. And you, you said it's such an incredible opportunity that we are part of, contribute to that piece of that journey where students are going out and truly, truly impacting the world. Recently, Immaculate Conception and Catholic Education Arizona co-hosted a corporate breakfast to talk to the community and educate some local businesses about the credit. Tell our listeners how the event went and why the Corporate Tax Credit Scholarship Program is so important. And Jeff, do you want to step in and take this the first hit at it? Sure. There were several people that took multiple documents with them to hand out to business associates that they knew 
that either couldn't make the breakfast or they thought would be very interested in. They were kind of surprised about what was available. I have to say that from our standpoint, we in the past hadn't pushed real hard on that, primarily because at the time it first came out, we thought it was primarily big corporations. But over the past several years, things have changed. The the other thing that I, I think I ought to mention is that the individual tax credits that we have always pushed for have declined slightly, primarily because of the tax laws that have changed that and people don't have the same level of liability where they could take advantage of the tax credit. So it's really important for us as an organization to start going out to these areas for the corporate tax credit, because those are the areas that are going to probably make up some difference and also help increase us so that we have the ability to support more students. Because we're really trying to make the school larger, more to cover more kids and offer more, uh, more of the things that are necessary to keep them in school through the whole eighth grade, if you will. And you're, and you're right. I think in the beginning, you know, some of our corporate partners are APS and GCU and Earnhardt Auto Centers, BBVA, First Bank. But also we have dentists, doctors, painters, landscapers, automotive consultants. Any company that files as a C-Corp, S-Corp, an LLC that files as a C or an S-Corp, insurance companies that pay premium tax, or a PLLC are all eligible. There's no maximum on the corporate tax credit. I just think the more we talk about it, the more people are going to feel comfortable around it. Your thoughts, Tony? It's uh, such an important part of that journey is to to educate ourselves and to educate those corporations out there, those business partners that we have, because they're often looking for opportunities to support the school. They, they want to create leaders. They want stronger communities. They want to, these our students to go out and, and, and really, you know, be employed by them to lead their company. So they're looking for opportunities to support us in so many different ways. And just having this tax credit opportunity and being able to answer the questions for them, it's just another step in that journey where they can, you know, take advantage of a tax credit and still invest in the community. Uh, It's just a blessing. I know that for us, part of our dream is to not only increase sizes again, but it's to be able to tell as many families as possible, yes, you can, you know, go back to that statement. How do you handle that statement when somebody thinks they can't afford it to be able to just just firmly be able to say, yes, you can. Thanks to our tax credits. Yes, you can. We have a surplus and we're able to not only support you for this year, but uh, it's just a partnership for years to come. It's just a blessing. I can tell you specifically a uh, family of three. She's a single mom and a single mom came. And of course, um, there's no way she could afford it. Not for three children, let alone for one. But three, she was absolutely sure. Um, but one of our families happens to be in the same uh, neighborhood. And they, she asked her one day, so where do your children go to the school? She said, immaculate, because I've been wanting to get the kids there. But I you know, told her the whole story. She said, go ask. So she came in, we talked, uh, and yes, she's in that very unique position where on paper, you might think, oh, you know, she doesn't need help. 
But when you read into her story, and again, primarily big difference between our school is that uh, it's relationships. We get to know the people. And uh, in the process, you know, we there was opportunity for all three children to join us. And thanks to particularly CEA tax credit, um, you know, all three children are attending Immaculate Conception because they took that step of saying, I love, I would love my children to attend the school. This is exactly where they belong. I just don't think I can afford it. And we were able to respond. Yes, you can. Please share with our listeners today, any new initiatives for the school, um, up- upcoming events? I am excited for next year. You know, this worldwide view is something that I'm really challenging my school to think outside of, of just, yes, we are part of this community and its community is great, but I've been putting a lot of, of prayer in to go forth and make disciples of all nations. We really want to to give that point of view to the children. Well, we're adding, you know, some, some more gardening tables. So we're gonna have a big garden a garden club, but we're also going to be teaching students how to cook. And we're also going to be adding um, sewing classes, as well as enhancing our music program. We're going to add lockers for middle school. Our students are going to be able to not only um, you know work inside the classroom, but going to have several more opportunities to join clubs and stuff, especially uh, the gardening, the cooking and sewing classes that are life skills. And hopefully through those, they're going to be able to provide a sense of community service uh, not just sewing for themselves, but being able to sew stuff for the community, not just cooking for themselves to be able to cook meals for the community, uh, but taking these skills to serve others. That's really our, our, our reason for adding these clubs. Uh, but I'm also excited about, um, there's a website that I heard, Praying for the World, which every day we will particularly pray for one section of the world. Um, this website tells you specifically what the country has most need of, so every morning in our morning announcement, we'll be playing for a different nation and specifically needs that have been addressed. So we're going to pray through the world uh, throughout the year and really have the students to see, hey, there's needs outside of our community as well and give them that global perspective. So I'm just excited for what's coming. Would you like to share your website so our listeners could take a look? Absolutely. Our website is iccs-k8.org. You're welcome to join us and look at some pictures of activities, a calendar, make some contributions straight through our website. Uh, but more importantly, you know, just so that you can see what, what it is that our students are doing, what teachers are doing for our students and how our community is just you know, coming together day by day so that we can create one strong unit that, that can mobilize this community and really direct it in the direction that we want. I just want to thank you both for your time today. I know you're both really busy and to be able to share this message to really educate others, not only about the incredible school and the organization, but also about how individuals and companies can also get involved to help really fuel the community. So thank you, Tony Hernandez, principal and Jeff Leonard, board member for being my guest today on our podcast. It's always a great day at CEA, and it's always a great day at Immaculate Conception. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.